and welcome back to BiblioChat, brought to you by Bibliosgroup.com. On this episode, we will be covering part two in China's imperial growth. In part one, we discussed how the drive for natural resources in the age of colonization reflects China's imperial motivations. The British Empire controlled the largest territorial holdings, allowing them to access these valuable resources they used to strengthen their empire. And today, China has invested hundreds of billions of dollars in Africa for the same reasons. And so for part two, we're going to take a closer look at China's economic growth and the role of the communist government under Xi Jinping, who has consolidated power by eliminating presidential term limits from the Chinese constitution, allowing him to serve for life. Xi Jinping has a long-term vision for China which throughout the rest of his presidency, he will continue to materialize. We're going to try to understand Xi Jinping's long-term economic vision for China by looking at his early career as a governor in Fujian and Zhejiang, where Xi Jinping attracted hundreds of millions of won in investment to grow the economy of these provinces. We are also going to look at the early communist history of China in order to understand how Xi Jinping has differed from his predecessor Mao Zedong and how the role of government influence in the economy has shifted from Mao to Xi Jinping. So China has been a communist country since 1949 when Mao Zedong rose to power. Mao implemented the Great Leap Forward, where land was redistributed to rural farmers. The philosophy was cheap labor would lead to industrial advancement, and today we know this philosophy epically failed, leading to the starvation of millions of people and completely stagnated any form of economic development. Today, in 2020, communist ideology continues to be the dominant form of government. However, since Xi Jinping has consolidated power, he has blended communist control with free market enterprise. Where Mao wanted complete government control of economic development, Xi Jinping understands that only entrepreneurship and private businesses lead to economic growth. And Xi Jinping has learned how to build economies through his experience as a governor in Fujian and Zhejiang. In Fujian, the Jinping attracted hundreds of millions of won an investment from the country of Taiwan from 1999 to 2002, and in Zhejiang from the years 2003 to 2007, he increased foreign investment from 5 billion won to 30 billion won. So this shows that Xi Jinping has this ability to nurture an economic environment that is pro-business and pro-innovation. This high potential for growth is what foreign investors found attractive in these regions. This shows how Xi Jinping understood the failures of Mao's policies with a great leap forward completely stagnated the economy. The redistribution of economic resources to the lowest classes prohibited any potential for technological innovation. In his time as a governor, Xi Jinping fostered the opposite environment where companies could operate freely, allowing for innovation and growth. However, while his economic policies promote private businesses, 
the roots of communist ideology and government oversight still exist. At a press conference in China, Xi Jinping discussed his governmental philosophy, and in a translated article from the conference, the China Daily reported, Xi Jinping stressed the need to establish a standard resilient capital market that has sound fundamental institutional arrangements and proper management, and tightened full process supervision on transactions. This quote shows his knowledge of how strong economies are structured. However, Xi Jinping wants full supervision over companies' decisions. He wants the government to have a voice in what decisions are made by companies. And this is the modern communist structure of China, where free market enterprise is allowed. However, strong government influence and governmental access to internal decision-making is a core element to China's regime. Jinping can force companies to make certain decisions with the hope of building a robust economy. Not only does Xi Jinping make managerial decisions, he also directly helps certain companies he thinks has potential by offering tax breaks, which we will discuss. But the idea I want to explain here is that the reason why the Chinese economy has grown so quickly is that there is direct government influence that aids this growth. The history of the U.S. economy is much different, where companies developed independently, resulting in a more natural and organic economic growth over a long period of time. With China, the government plays a much stronger role where the Chinese government wants to directly aid their companies in the goal of growing a strong economy as quickly as possible. So there's governmental manipulation that takes place that achieves the goal of sustaining rapid economic growth, and this is a key element to China's communist structure. So for example, China artificially lowers the value of their yuan in order to increase their exports. In 2020, one U.S. dollar equals seven Chinese yuan. This exchange rate makes Chinese goods more affordable in the global marketplace. This power of manipulation lends Chinese businesses a competitive advantage, allowing for greater economic growth. Another example is how certain companies receive special treatment from the government, allowing them to grow into dominant international companies. A good example is Huawei, which is a telecommunication company that started in 1987 and has grown into one of the world's largest telecommunication companies in the world, now offering 5G connections. And a reason for its rapid growth is the direct benefits from the Chinese government. According to the Wall Street Journal, the company has received 75 billion yuan in tax breaks from the Chinese government. This massive cost savings gives the company a huge advantage over its rivals. Other telecommunication providers such as Samsung struggle to compete with Huawei due to these massive tax breaks from the government. These examples show China's modern communist structure where the Chinese government fosters an environment of innovation and entrepreneurship with direct government manipulation to increase the rate of growth, whereas the U.S. economy was a natural growth led by individual companies without the aid of governmental policies. And there's another central issue about Huawei I would like to discuss. Huawei received these benefits because of the valuable communication technology the company was developing. This technology including 
5G broadband holds valuable usage internationally. There is a strong global demand for quick and reliable communication networks, which is why Huawei's rise to supremacy is so important to Xi Jinping. Not only does Huawei become a strong economic producer, but the company's superior technology is also useful for espionage. Espionage is a core element to China's imperial growth, and if international companies use Huawei's communication networks, their servers are susceptible to Chinese espionage. While these charges of espionage have not been proven, the suspicion is well merited given the intimate relationship between the Chinese government and their businesses, which is why the U.S. and the U.K. have banned the company from their countries. And so we're going to leave off here and pick up next episode on the history of Chinese espionage. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.